Welcome to the Hunt the West podcast, where it's all about getting outside, experiencing the outdoors, and having epic adventures. At Hunt the West, my only goal is for you to get out and hunt. You guys, I'm really sorry about this, but I didn't upload an episode last week. And it's totally my fault. I had some things lined up, but we had some interviews fall through, and that's just the way it goes. I should have planned better and gotten more episodes lined up earlier and had more backups and stuff like that but it just it just happened last week was pretty busy and you guys i have some really good news i bought a truck yes i know i struggled with the the old hyundai tucson as a hunting rig for a long time but finally you know planned and saved and bought a truck it's an older truck it's a 2013 f-150 so Anyway, I'm I'm pretty happy about it. So I'm looking forward to a few more adventures out in the wild in places that I wasn't able to get before or places that I just shouldn't have gone with my vehicle set up. So anyway, I'm looking forward to that. I have been delaying going on some things because I didn't feel like my car was safe to drive in, you know, the the snow and the mud out in the middle of nowhere because of previous experiences. And if you don't know what I'm alluding to, you can go listen to episode 10. Yeah. Episode 10, Solo Hunting in a Hyundai, and you'll know why I am being so cryptic about it. Anyway, it's good news that I have a truck and that it helps going on hunting adventures if you can get on dirt roads and get places that you can't take a little crossover with like four inches of ground clearance. But it didn't stop me, you know? So that's one of my main messages here on Hunt the West is that you can hunt with however much money you have, no matter what your budget is, no matter what your experience level is, if you do the research and you are committed and you plan ahead, you can hunt on any budget. Um, I don't know if I'm sh- I've shared the story on the podcast before, but I went hunting with my father-in-law and we put a deer on my roof rack on top of my roof rack on my Hyundai. And, you know, we just, you make it work. You don't need a truck to go hunting. But I'm really glad that I have one now because it w- it does open doors and roads for me that I wouldn't have access to otherwise. So anyway, that was part of the, what was going on last week that, you know, we we're driving down to a little town called Huntington, Utah, which is an awesome place. Um, I didn't plan on going to a place called Huntington. That dealership was called, it was awesome. It's called JN Auto. If you're in the, in central Utah or Eastern Utah, it's down by Price Huntington. Um, they have a they actually have a dealership in in Price as well. I mean, I'm obviously not sponsored by them or anything. I just they treated us really well. They're really cool down there. Their dealership is covered in taxidermy, and you can even buy rifles there in the dealership. I mean, what kind of dealership sells rifles? That's awesome. Anyway, so if you're in the area, I give my recommendation because. I had a good experience there, JN Auto in Price and Huntington. Anyway, but this is not a, an episode about trucks. This is about a, a mixture of things that have been rattling around in my brain for the last little while. Um, one of the things is I've been thinking about the off season. I mean, obviously it's February right now and there's not a lot of hunting going on. We're, we're planning for future seasons it's tag application season, you know, you're getting your tags together. I'm running over maps a lot right now. 
using those Onyx maps and Google Earth and I'm figuring out which units I want to try and apply in and planning out my year right now. And so it, it has me thinking of hunting. Um, I basically think about hunting nonstop 24 seven, 365 anyway, but I've been thinking about the off season and how to prepare for this coming season. And a lot of those things are really administrative, you know, applying for tags, looking over units, looking at your calendar, your budget and everything, talking to your wife. If you listen to the last episode, talk to your wife or your spouse or significant other, whoever is going to be affected by your absence hunting, make sure you're talking about it with them. But anyway, you're, you're planning a lot. And uh, another thing that I have been really focusing on right now is fitness. You know, we all struggle maybe a little bit over the holidays and February, January and February is a time where people start setting goals, especially fitness goals. And then they start breaking them by about the end of February. Anyway, I'm not super big into New Year's resolutions, but I am really into goal setting. And I think it's just a good way to improve yourself as a, as a human being is to set goals and try and achieve them. So I know that I've been hitting the gym a little bit more frequently than I usually do. I'm feeling really good. And I one thing I do need to figure out is my knees. If you guys follow me for any length of time, you know that my knees have really shortened up my hunts and they screwed up my last season a little bit. And so I need to figure those out and get stronger, get healthier and get ready for that season because it comes up really, really quick. And if you're not consistent about it, doing things every day to improve your health and to improve, improve every aspect of your life, then then you're falling behind. Anyway, so that's something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Another thing that I wanted to mention was um, I got a message from Corey from Minnesota. He said some really nice things about the podcast and he was telling me about how he wounded an animal and it was uh, similar to the experience I shared and that he's referring to episode 15. I wounded an animal. Here's what I learned. And he says that, um, I'll just read a little bit from what he said. He said, I hunt central Minnesota on a family farm and we play the trail game, the trail camera game pretty hard. It was opening weekend of slug hunting and I happened to get a, a shot at this deer. Me and my father-in-law had and the rest of the hunting party have been watching on trail cam since August. I'd like to think nerves didn't get the best of me, but I ended up taking a shot. I I wasn't really proud of and hit the deer in the brisket at the time. I, uh, at the time I shot, I didn't realize I didn't hit it well and started making a few calls to my wife and buddy saying that I had just killed the buck of a lifetime. Oh, that's gotta be the horrible feeling. And he continues long story short. We never recovered that deer. It was all I thought about for weeks, just sick to my stomach. I ended up not hunting the rest of that year and was fairly convinced I was done hunting. Maybe a little dramatic, he says, but I ended up getting my bearings straight and some support from other forums and stories, just like yours, explaining that it's part of hunting and that's going to happen. You're right, it's not an easy topic to talk about, but definitely a necessary one. I have harvested four quality deer since then, and every time I pull the trigger, I make sure it's going to count. Thank you, keep up the good work. So thanks for the kind words, Corey. Um, yeah. I think his last sentence in there sums it up perfectly. Um, it's true that wounding an animal is part of hunting and it's something that we all want to avoid. But what he says at the end, every time I pull the trigger, I'm 
make sure that it's going to count. That's the key. That's the lesson that you need to take home from wounding something. The lesson you take home should not be, oh, it happens to everybody, so whatever, I'm just going to keep taking bad shots and wounding and risking wounding an animal. Um, there's always a risk of wounding an animal, but you should, as a responsible hunter, take every effort possible to minimize that risk. And if you do that, you're going to have the confidence that Corey says he has by saying, every time I pull the trigger, I make sure it's going to count. That's a good reminder to all of us and um, a good reminder during the off season too, to shoot your rifle, keep being competent with it. I mean, I know it's really hard. It's a little bit easier to shoot your bow more, more frequently. Um, I, I shoot my bow at least six days a week, even if it's just three arrows. Um, usually try and do about a dozen arrows a day. Um, and then I, I take off Sundays just because I think it's a good thing to do (laughs) to take a day off. But, um, being consistent is something that is super important to success in the field. And I think that by practicing a lot, you're going to gain a lot of confidence. So that's another off season thing that we should all be doing is practicing as much as possible if you're primarily a rifle hunter, try and make it to the range a few times. Or something that you can do in your home, I've done this, is dry fire practice. You can put a penny on the tip of your barrel and try and balance it on top of the barrel while you're shooting and try and make the trigger go click without the penny falling off. Um, obviously, make sure you're being safe. You're pointing that rifle in a safe direction and you never have ammunition anywhere near double, triple, quadruple, check your rifle before you pull the trigger follow the all the firearm safety rules always but dry fire practice is something that you can do in your home without having to go to a range and so that's a good thing that you can do to practice stay consistent because imagine if you pulled the trigger on your rifle a few times every single day you're going to get super comfortable with knowing where that click is and if you can consistently do that without flinching or without making that barrel move at all, it's going to be a lot easier to shoot it with a, with a live round. So the truth is that confidence kills. Um, but it's a, it's a thing that a lot of people say, but they don't really explain why or how to get confidence and why confidence kills. And I think what it should be is that being confident because you've practiced so much is what really is deadly. So I can shoot 18 yards in my basement and I guarantee you I guarantee you if there's a buck at 18 yards this year, it's going down because I've done it, you know, over a thousand times, like just in the, you know, you count up those arrows, it adds up, it rounds up real quick when you're shooting every day. And on some days I'm shooting 75, a hundred arrows. Most days I'm, I'm shooting half a dozen to a dozen, but every, every once in a while, when I have a little more time to practice, I'm shooting a hundred arrows, 75 arrows a day. So I hope you, that if anything, that just gives you a few ideas that you can do and take, utilize this off season time to stay on your A game, not get all rusty (laughs) because when spring comes around, you're going to have a lot more confidence. You're going to be, you know, you're still going to be in shape because you've been working out all winter. Pretty soon we're going to be hitting the shed, the hills for sheds, which I'm really excited about. I usually don't do like a dedicated shed trip, but I'm going to try and do that this year. I am going to apply for a new unit for the general archery deer season here in Utah. Um, I've been doing my research. I've been talking to people. 
looking at those draw odds and statistics and harvest rates and buck to doe ratios and all that you can find on your DWR website. So make sure you are paying attention to those deadlines and getting your applications in before the application season ends in your state. Some other things that were going on recently in the hunting world is the Western Hunting and Conservation Expo here in Salt Lake City, Utah. I was able to go to that with my four-year-old son and man, side note, he loved it. He has never been before and I think I'm going to start taking him every year because he absolutely loved looking at all the taxidermy. So that was really fun for us. I, I stopped by the Canvas Cutter booth, said hi to Seth from Canvas Cutter and I got to see the Dominator 2.0 in person and I can tell you guys this this thing is awesome. I'm like kind of debating whether I want to upgrade my current Dominator, which is the old the older one. Isn't it still works just perfectly fine and I have no reason to upgrade other than I think the new Dominator 2.0 is way awesome. And it's an upgrade for sure. That new pole system that they have is really sweet. If you want to see what I'm talking about, you can just go to canvascutter.com and check out their bedrolls. You know I love the bedrolls that Canvas Cutter makes. I bought one with my own money. <laughs> and uh, Seth hooked us up with a, a coupon code. If you are interested in purchasing one, you can use code HTW for 15% off. So go check out Canvas Cutter. Um, another booth that I was really impressed with was the Mountain Ops booth. I'm a big fan of Mountain Ops and what they do. Not only are their products amazing, everything I have tried has been exactly as advertised and just fantastic. But the amount of money that they give to conservation is astounding. I've heard from other organizations independent of Mountain Ops and they are they say that they are one of the con- top contributors to conservation causes as far as outdoor companies go. Um, not only that, but they donate food and meals to hungry children here locally in Davis County, Utah, and they continue to expand the, the regions that they are donating to. So it's a big, it's a part of their conquer hunger initiative where they donate a meal to a child in need for every order that is placed. And that's pretty amazing if you ask me. And I like supporting companies that do cool things like that. I'm not affiliated with mountain ops in any way other than as a satisfied customer, their brand and their products have helped me improve my lifestyle and be healthier. Um, I've met these guys that started the company. I'm lucky enough to live just a few minutes away from Mountain Ops HQ. So I've worked out with them, hung out with them a little bit, and I'm just really impressed with how much they care, not only about their customers, but for the community and for the, the local community, as well as the hunting community. Anyway, I'm not trying to do a commercial for Mountain Ops, but I was really impressed with how much they do for protecting wildlife and contributing to conservation. And since I was talking about the Hunting and Conservation Expo, I thought I'd give them a little plug. Anyway, I hope you're going to make this off-season the most productive one yet. Get all those tags applied for and plan all your hunts. Practice shooting, get in shape so you can get out there and kill it in the woods and in life. Thanks for listening and get out in the hills and get out and hunt the West.